Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. Thursday, November 5th, 2020. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Keith. Maryland football. Last time they played on a Friday night last year, didn't go that well. This year on a Friday night, very, very exciting. A 45-44 win at Maryland Stadium. A 17-point comeback against Minnesota after the Terps jumped out to a 21-7 lead. The Golden Gophers stormed all the way back. And then Talia Tungavailoa and the Terps got it back together and won the game. A thriller at the stadium in front of friends and family, some cutouts, some ad boards. You and I were there, Keith. It was not the same college football atmosphere that we normally see, but what a win for Mike Loxley and his Terps, now 1-1 one and one on the season as they head into the game against Penn State. Uh, just a thriller, just a really fun football game to watch. Yeah, and you said it, a bizarre environment in terms of you know walking into Maryland Stadium with no tailgating, no traffic, no fans walking around. I, I did like the convenience, Taylor, being able to walk and get where we needed to go very fast. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I I did miss the 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 Maryland fans in that college football environment um, that we all know and love. And it would have been awesome to have fans in there to experience that game in person, the student section rocking as that extra point goes wide right and Maryland storms the field to pick off Minnesota in that one point victory. Uh, But what a performance from the offense in that game, Taylor, 675 total yards sparked, obviously by Talia Tonga Vailoa with his uh, co big 10 offensive player of the week performance. Yes. 394 yards through the air, three touchdowns uh, had a couple on the ground as well, but uh, super, super exciting game. And uh, I I think it gives Mike Loxley and his team just some juice, some life. You know, we talked to Jay Sean Jones in our interview today and just seems like there's just positivity and good mojo going around the program right now, heading into a, a very tough game at Penn State. But uh, it, it was really, really cool to see him have that moment after so much uncertainty, so much uh, just unknown going into this year. And if we, were, if we were even going to be able to play a football season, and then uh, we had that performance. Yeah, one of the interesting things that Jay Sean mentioned, um, talking about going from Northwestern, a game where the Terps obviously underperformed and, and, and were not good, into the game against Minnesota was that they never lost faith in how good they thought they were. They knew they didn't play up to their standard in that game, but it wasn't something where it was a you know verdict on the entire season or what it was going to look like. They thought they could rebound, and they certainly came out so well in that first quarter. And, and Talia looked fantastic. 
So did Jake Funk, 221 yards, the 11th most in a single game in Maryland history. What an incredible story for a guy we've had on this show before. Two ACL surgeries, a Maryland kid. I mean, you could say you go on and on and on. Scotty Montgomery's game plan in this uh, with Talia was fantastic. They did. They had him get the ball out quick, pretty much the majority of the time, um, and didn't have him do a lot of five-step and deep drops, which is where he got himself into trouble against Northwestern. He looked crisper. You could tell they improved on some things from the week before. He has a plethora of receivers to distribute the ball to, all that made good plays. Daryl Jones, Brian Cobbs, Rakim Jarrett, who certainly looks the part, and Jay Sean Jones, who we talked to, and then Dante Demas, who um, we talked about the next day, Keith, Looks like he's a potential NFL type of guy, has the build, catches the ball very well, runs great routes, and is good once he gets in the open field. He looks like a very complete player right now. Taylor, I was giving him a thousand yard season uh, in our preview a couple weeks back in that's in right, eight, in eight a short game eight game season. Our colleague, uh, our colleague, the great PR man Ben Kessler, is putting him in the first round of the draft and giving him five Pro Bowls <laughs> the next day. So, the, hey, the, uh, one the, game at a time, though, right? We're taking yes, it one game at a time, yes. but a, a great performance from him as well. And another uh, tidbit from Saturday when we were talking about the, the game, Taylor is shouting out our offensive line, uh, who had an yes. outstanding game, only one sack allowed on Talia and a ball he probably should have thrown away. It actually put the Terps back, I believe, 15 yards, 16 yards uh, to force that 51 yard field goal from Joseph Petrino, which he nailed. And looking back, a very important uh, kick in that game. Um, but, you know, the offensive line from some of the struggles they, they we saw at Northwestern seemed to have it, it locked in um, and, and able to protect Talia and give him that opportunity to, to make some of those scrambles and extra throws um, to to keep those drives going, to, to, to keep uh, the Terps alive, especially in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah, and after the defense, admittedly, and I think anyone on that unit would say um, is the case, they got really ripped apart in the first half. Um, Minnesota pretty much did whatever they wanted uh, for the most part, and they really locked it down and made the stops that needed to be made to put the offense back on the field and eventually get the Terps to overtime um, and for the win. Uh, Chance Campbell has been fantastic through two games. He was very good against Northwestern. He's once again um, good against Minnesota. He leads the country in tackles per game. Uh, He went to Calvert College High School. I will say that every time we mention him on the show. Uh, and he is really the leader right now of this defense, which does need to continue to show improvement, especially as you now move into a game against Penn State Saturday in Happy Valley. Then you come back home to play Ohio State, who at this point looks a couple of rungs ahead of everyone in the Big Ten. And that makes sense considering their talent level um, and expectations. And they have a guy named Justin Fields, the co-offensive player of the week with uh, Mr. Talia Tunga Bailo. But a great win for Mike Loxley and his crew. One that, as you said, Keith, ejects some life into a team that looked like it could have sort of careened off the tracks after you get blown out in the season opener, after everything that's gone on, really shows the character and the leadership of his group. And something Mike Loxley's talked about a ton since he got the job, change the culture, make sure the culture can withstand, you know, bad things that happen like a game against Northwestern where you lose by a lot so far through the season. He can look back on this week and say, my team rebounded. We figured it out um, when we got a very good win against a Minnesota team that was, you know, in the college football playoff discussion last year, albeit they lost a lot, but you still beat a very quality team uh, with some talent and and good coaching up there uh, with Minnesota. So now, as we said, the Terps move from this game and, and they go into a game where they would certainly love to exact some revenge as we talked about from last 
last year's Friday night game, one where the Terps really got wiped off the field uh, by Penn State. This Penn State team now 0-2, losses to Ohio State and Indiana. So a tough start uh, for James Franklin and his Nittany Lions. Maryland will go in with more confidence, I think, than Penn State, but it's certainly going to be a desperate uh, Nittany Lions team. They do not want to go to 0-3 up there. They will start hearing it all um, up in that part of the country um, if they start 0-3 with a loss to uh, to Maryland after it. So just it should be an interesting game this weekend, Keith. Yeah, no doubt. And watching that Ohio State game uh, from this past weekend between Penn State and Ohio State, uh, you know, listen, Penn State could have folded and, and just thrown their chips in, but they made it, a, a, you know, a respectable late. You know, they, they kept pushing to the into the fourth quarter. Um, so, it, like you said, it's going to be a hungry Penn State team. Uh, Maryland's going to have to have a lot of things go right uh, for them, uh, but they have a quarterback, Talia Tungalaivoa, uh, the reigning co-offensive player of the week in the Big Ten. Uh, so if if he's out, he, if he plays the caliber of game he was able to put together against Minnesota, I think Maryland could have a chance. Yeah, that offensive line has got to continue to hold up, not just for Talia, but also in the run game. And, and Scotty Montgomery is going to have to call a heck of a game as the offensive coordinator. And Maryland's going to have to make some stops. They're going to have to force some turnovers because at this point – against teams with a little bit more offensive talent. This Maryland defense just just has less at this point or has less developed talent. They're going to have to make some plays. Um, guys like Nick Cross are going to have to step up. They're going to have to get need to get a little bit more pressure um, on the quarterback than they did the other day. Um, they're going to have to stop the run better because um, Muhammad Ibrahim kind of was going crazy in the first half. But as you said, when you have that quarterback, and it's something Maryland hasn't really had, we talked about this when we previewed the season, in a decade where you went into the game feeling like your quarterback could give you a chance if the rest of the team played well, that's a game changer. Um, and Maryland now knows they have that guy in Talia, and here are certainly going to be growing pains. We saw him two weeks ago uh, not look very good, and then obviously it, it changed a lot. So, uh, But the, the confidence levels up, and you can hear that from Jay Sean Jones when he talked about Talia in this interview that we'll get to right now, how much confidence they have into it. And it was great to talk to Jay Sean Jones. Keith, you and I, before we jumped in, we're like, have we not had Jay Sean on the show? Just based on things he's done here, you would think we've had him on. We have not had him on our first time talking to Jay Sean jumped into a bunch of things, obviously him coming off the ACL surgery, having that big, um, long touchdown against Minnesota, talked about his rehab, um, his very close relationship with his mom, which is a really cool thing. Shout out to her. She likes like every Maryland thing on Twitter. Uh, so shout out to her um, and, and a bunch of different other things, including the big time talent in that receiver room. So let's get to our interview with Maryland wide receiver, Jayshon Jones. Want to take the Terrapins with you wherever you go? Maryland Athletics has officially launched the One Maryland mobile app, a must-have for all Terps fans. The One Maryland app is a one-stop shop for all things Terps, featuring the latest news, scores, game day information, and exclusive content from your favorite Maryland teams. Download the One Maryland app on your iOS or Android device today by searching for Maryland Athletics in your device's app store. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland wide receiver Jay Sean Jones. Jay Sean coming off a great win against Minnesota, but I've always had one question I wanted to ask you. Why have you not scored a touchdown in every play of your career? You started with three in the first game. This should just it should happen every time. What are you doing? What are you doing wrong? I wish I knew. I, I wish I scored every time I touched it. <laughs> what take us back to the touchdown now on Friday night? That had to be an amazing feeling to break away 
beat that secondary Minnesota with speed coming off the injury. Just take us through that play and, and what it felt as you, you know, crossed the, the goal line and went in the end zone. Uh, it was, it was, you know, I, I ran, I felt I ran the best route I could with the coverage given. And, uh, I just really, when I caught it and I felt like I knew he was behind me and I felt he didn't tackle me. I just, I just ran. I, that's all I could do. I ran and I looked to my right, made sure nobody was coming from there and looked to my left and it was, he was pretty far away. So I just felt like I just ran in. It, it was, it was crazy. Like running in, I don't even like, my mind kind of was going blank, but just when I finally got in the end zone and like, Kind of like heard the, the, the small crowd and the, my teammates cheering me up. It was amazing feeling. Like I, it was, it was, it was very emotional. I was just happy. I was excited. Like it, it felt good to to be back. Like it felt like we were we were in a groove. So it felt good to, to have that feeling. It's an amazing comeback you guys had. Went down seventeen. You you come all the way back in the fourth quarter. How are you guys staying in the game as it kind of went south after the really great start? Uh, like like you said, it went south. If you ask me, I did. I we didn't. I didn't know it went south. I couldn't tell. Like on the sideline, same. <laughs> the guys never got down. Like the guys never got anxious or like never got too high, never got too low. And I feel like that's what really helped us because I feel like sometimes you get too you jump out on the team twenty one seven. I think it was or twenty one like whatever. I think we were up about two touchdowns, maybe three. Yeah, you start to feel yourself a little bit when you hop out. Like when you jump out on a team like that and and. And we did it. And I felt like that was good, especially with us having a younger team with 55, 56 new guys. Like we, we all stayed, stayed, stayed grounded and, and really kept grinding and came out to, to finish the game. Jay Sean, after that Northwestern game, how important do you feel was, was it for you guys to bounce back like that and just have that moment at home celebrating on the field in your locker room just to kind of to, to galvanize that your, your team and get things rolling for the rest of the season? I feel like it was big. It was it was big for a lot of guys. Cause I feel like it with with the loss like that for our first week, and when like with us, the, as older as an older guy now, I guess I can say that. Um, like I like I can see like I know how good we are. Like I knew what we put put forth against Northwestern wasn't our best, and that's what I kind of wanted to like make sure like all the young guys and I and I was trying to make sure the guys in our room knew that for sure. Like I don't question this. Like we're we're good enough. Like don't. Don't question our time. Like we we can do it. We just got to put it all together. And and Saturday that Saturday we didn't put it together. But Friday, like we had a good solid week of practice, and 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 we put it all together on Friday night, and it, it was it was a good outcome. Now, one of the big changes from the Northwestern game to Minnesota was the play of your quarterback, Talia, who obviously was fantastic on Friday night against Minnesota, which is great for you and the rest of the receivers because he's the one distributing you the ball. What have you seen from him since he got on campus, and how good can he be as he moves forward? What you guys seen Friday night was just a glimpse. Like I, I feel like he can he, he can be probably one of the best quarterbacks like in the country. So like he's just he's just such a hard worker. That's all he wants to do is work. Like. I'm pretty sure if I was to take this phone down the locker room, he'd be at his locker right now with his pads on, watching the film from practice. So like, that's just what kind of guy he is. Like, he, like, he, like since he's been here, he's wanted to throw or work out or go over stuff. So like that, that's that's him. Like he's a hardworking guy and he just wants to be great and and he does whatever it takes to to be that. Jason, take us into your relationship with Talia a little bit. How have you guys progressed and grown just as that quarterback to wide receiver, um, you know, tandem? And, and what are the little intricate things about his game that maybe fans don't see, uh, people don't see that that kind of make him special, give him that ability uh, to have a game like he did on Friday night? Um, I just like he's such a like like I said, hard work, and I feel like the fans don't get to see that as much. Like, like he he was 
so hard on himself about Northwestern, but like he was hard in like a good way. Like he he was hard on himself. Like, dang, I could have fixed this, or or I'm gonna do this this week because I didn't do it last week. So like he was trying to fix himself and and get himself right for us. And I feel like that's what for him really and and us. So like it, it benefit for him, but it benefits us as a team. So I feel like he just really is is a very hardworking guy and, and and doesn't let things slip through the cracks. Like he he makes sure he check dots all his eyes and crosses all his T's. Like he, he makes sure he's on top of everything. And I feel like that's that's what you need in, in that leader back there. Now one of the one of the things that helps him obviously is the fact that you've got a lot of talent in that receiver room of yours. And I know you laughed a little bit when you said you're one of the veteran guys, but you really are now one of the veteran <laughs> guys in that room. What's it been like since the beginning of camp? watching not only the veterans like yourself, Daryl Jones, Brian Cobbs, but also this new crop of receivers, Rakim Jarrett, uh, McDougal, Nick DeGeneres, all these different guys. How have you guys sort of made each other better as you've gone through um, the buildup to the season? Oh, it's been great, especially like getting to help these young guys like and knowing that they're kind of like, can they can come to me as an older guy. Like they can come ask me like, oh, how should I go about this route or what release should I take here? And it, it's just been, it's, it's been like a, a learning process for me. And, and I, I just enjoy helping them really like, and then they're so good. Like they have so much talent. I feel like sometimes they don't even realize like how good they really are and how good they like are going to be in the future. And so it, it's just crazy to me to be surrounded with so much talent, like from the young guys, to, to the older guys, like from top to bottom, I feel like we we're pretty good all around. So I, I just think it's, it's been a blessing really to be a part of this because I feel like they put like we keep each other going. Like you can't you know, you can't slip up because, you know, the guy behind you is can, can go too. so you you want to put your best foot forward every day. And I feel like that just helps all of us. And, and, it, and it, it it sets a good a good foundation for them, like that. You, you got to go hard and work hard to, to get what you want. Now, Jay Sean, that Northwestern game was an emotional one for you coming off that ACL injury that forced you to miss the entire 2019 season. I know you've talked about it a couple of times, but have you you had a moment to step back and reflect on the the journey it took you, you know, to get to that moment, to, to, to be back out on the field, playing in a college football game uh, after suffering that injury and missing so much time and going through that entire rehab process? It's a long, a long process. It was, it was over a year. I mean, I went from having to crutch around, like I couldn't even walk. Then to finally being able to walk, and then I couldn't jog, then I could jog, then I couldn't run. Then I finally got to that. It was just, it was, it was a long process. It just taught me like to to, to stay focused and 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 take it day by day. Cause with that, like with that process, there were some days that I would feel good and some days that I would feel bad. And it was just just remembering and, and like I think that's what kind of hit me when we got there. It was like, man, you've been through so much. Like even though on like in like a grand scheme that that's not too much, that's not a lot, but like it was a lot for me, especially with me, like not dealing with anything like that ever before. Not like ever since I started playing football, I have never missed a full year of football. So with that being the first time that like the game that I love has really been taken away from me, it was, it, it was a learning process really, but it was, it was just great to get back out there. Like I, I feel like throughout that, that year, I've learned so much more about myself and me as an individual and a football player that could help me in the long run. So, I feel like it was a, I took it as a learning process and it was just like a great feeling to be out there. I didn't know how to keep my emotions together. So like it, it, it kind of, it was tough, but it, it definitely was cool. It, it was an honor just to be back out there. Honestly. We heard that your mom flew up to Northwestern to watch you play in that game. What was it like to have her there and to share that moment with you? It was huge. That was like, that was, it was huge for me. Cause like, She'd been with me since like the day base. Like she was came. She flew up here like two week, a week or two after I hurt 
myself. I, I ain't even going to surgery yet, and she was up here. So it was like she literally been with me since day one of the injury. So like, well, basically, and um, she just got to see me the whole process. Like she helped me at the beginning, and she had to go home. So I was kind of on my own, but well, not on my own, but the people here helped me. So that was good. But like she had been with me. Like she would call me and check on me every day. Like I would call. Like just when we would get little, like updates that from the from the trainers or, or like the doctor like I would call it just so we could have it, like share those moments together because it's always been me and her and like not having her going through something like that was really tough on me and I think she knew that so it uh, it was like just as big for her to be there than it was for me so like I think that's why she made it she made such an effort to be there and, and get to see me out there for that for that first game back because she knew how much it meant to and what I had been through to, to get there. Jason, what type of curveball did COVID throw into your rehab process? Obviously, during a normal year, you're here for spring ball. You're with your trainers every single day, but the spring hits and everyone is sent home. How, how did that kind of affect your rehab process um, to, to get back to, to this fall? Oh, it was definitely tough. I, I, and honestly, like, I was going home and thinking that we we're only going to be there for an extra week or two, maybe. So I was trying to set stuff up for like that week or two, and I couldn't really find anybody. But with that time I had, I, I got with some of the the, the – NFL guys from my area, from my local area, and and they point, pointed me in the right direction to some people, and I got with with some good people, and then they they helped me out from there. Really, what was it? What was it like to kind of keep the team together? We've asked a couple guys that have come on, Jake and and Brian and Lotez, just sort of keeping the team chemistry together when you're not around each other for so long. How did you guys kind of keep that development going when you don't have spring ball and you don't have summer workouts and all the normal things you would sort of have? I mean, it, it was definitely tough. Uh, the coaches did a good good job with us on our, on the Zoom meetings and and maybe having like a little competition game, like maybe like for any like for bragging rights for gear. Like we we would we would have like games, like we would have like a Jeopardy game, and you would be assigned a group with different people in different positions, and you would have to like they would put up concepts, and you have to know like what's going on, like you have to basically name every route and what everybody has, and that's how you would win the game. And it was good. I feel like it kept us all engaged. And we were looking, kind of looking forward to that and being able to share that time with our teammates because we knew we weren't going to get to see each other anytime soon. So like we would have that, that time on the, on the Zoom. Jay Sean, you see what's happening around the league. Teams like, with, teams like Wisconsin having their second game canceled this week. How grateful are you just to have the opportunity to go out and practice every day and, and have you know, your, your, your season uh, still intact when it's so uncertain and, and there's, nothing's guaranteed? Yeah, it, that's, it's honestly scary seeing a team like, a team like that like something like that happened to to them, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like uh, it's just a blessing. Like I said, it's a blessing just to be here. Like and I, and I feel like I, like me personally, I've been through so much. Like I'm, I'm so happy to even get this opportunity. Like because mind you, two, two and a half months ago, three months ago, I thought I wasn't gonna play until I didn't. I didn't know when I was gonna play again. And then, and then now that I finally get the opportunity, it's just like like I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm trying to take it day by day and live in the moment and and, and enjoy this process because. It, it, it can be taken from you any time. And, and I learned that through injury, but like, so I, I look at it totally different. I, it's definitely a blessing. Jay Sean, you obviously are going to, you know, have a great year this year and continue to play football as you go. But the first game of your college career, we do have to go back to, did you realize as that was happening that no matter what else you did for the rest of your Maryland career, you will always live on <laughs> as the guy in that game that just absolutely went off. I will never forget it as someone that was was in the building for it. Keith certainly will not reflect on that game for us because 
it is something I think in recent Maryland football history that Maryland fans are so attached to because of, you know, how emotional the game was and your individual performance. Um, it, it was it was crazy, especially being a true freshman and going in there and, and, not, and not expecting to play more than 10, 15 snaps like and then going there to get. Then I end, I think I ended the game with like 20, 25. But I definitely did. I played way more than I than I thought I would. And when I did think I was play was gonna was gonna play, I thought it was gonna be like second half, like you know, games probably kind of already over, and I'm just getting the the back like the backup snap. And then like going in that game thinking that, and then actually getting in the game and like the, I want to say it was the first or second quarter, it was it was like a shocker. Like coaches, like get ready, you're about to go. I'm like I'm about to go. All right, <laughs> okay, I'll go. Uh, and then and then. Like just that that play, like my first touchdown, it was a read, and I was nervous. I'm like, Lord, like this is my first or second play in the game, and like I'm, about, I might get the ball. Like it was just a read, so he could give it to me. Like he might not. So I was like, I might, I might not. And I didn't, I was, I didn't know enough then. Like I wasn't reading the defense and knowing that, like, okay, I'm probably gonna get this ball as I did like later in the season. But when he handed it off, I just, I told myself, just run. I was like, when you get it, just go, just run. They, if they catch you, they catch you. Just don't let them hit you. Like, don't let them get a clean shot. Just run. So that's what I did. I got it and I took off. It was, it was crazy. Cause then that, that touchdown, like my mom was there for that one too. So like, that's the first person I look for. As soon as I scored, I'm looking for her in the stands. I'm like, I can't see, like pregame, I seen her. And then when the game started, I could not find her in the stands. So I was definitely <laughs> looking for her. But, um, it was it was it was crazy, it was, and that's a blessing because like I honestly went in that game not expecting to play that much, and then actually I got some real meaningful snaps and made the best of my opportunity. Jason, did you get like a game ball that game? Did you get did you save your gloves or anything from from that performance? Because I, if you want some advice, I would hang on to that stuff because down the line, I think that that'll be uh, something something very valuable to to a lot of Maryland fans. That, sadly, uh, I don't I don't think I saved any of those things. Sadly, I don't think. I think I got a, I got the cleats from that game. Actually, I do have the cleats. Okay, the All right. Cleats will work. Cleats will work. Got the cleats. Throw that right Smart. on the mantle. Smart now, man. now, now, speaking of cleats, you played another sport with cleats in high school, I've heard, baseball. I read a quote that said your mom thought you were a better baseball player than a football player. Did you ever think about playing both sports in college? Yes. I, I actually was thinking about trying out for the for the baseball team last year, but I got hurt. That's so, right. That's right. I'm from my my guy Matt Swope said you were you were interested. You were interested. Yeah, I was. I was. What uh, what uh, what position would you have played? What posi- What was your position in baseball? Uh, I played. Growing up, I played center field, so I, I feel like I can play all the outfield positions. But then when I got to high school, we had an older guy that they that they liked that center field, so they left him there, and I played shortstop. So I feel like I can play shortstop to. Second base. I feel like I can play all the outfit positions. I feel like I'm pretty versatile on, on the diamond. So I think I, I could. Wherever I really, if I was going to play here, I would play wherever they let me. Like wherever. <laughs> Jay Sean, I saw you took that to the house for 70 yards on Friday night. I think center field is is a, a great place to, to put you. You got the speed to cover <laughs> yeah, a lot of ground. I, I think you're you ranging and getting there. everything. You're getting everything. What kind of hitter were you? I was all right. I was I was average as a hitter. I, I wish I could be a little better at hitting. I was a little better at hitting, but I feel like if I was to play in college, like you, you work on all that stuff on the on a daily. So I feel like I, that would that would help me out. We at least need to get you out there to hit a little BP when the football yeah. season's over. I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to Coach Jay Sean, we'll get you out of here in a little bit of rapid fire. First, the music you're listening to right now. Uh, artist, little baby. What, what? Little baby, Little baby. That's, there that's you a go. popular, very one. popular, popular choice one in, the, in the locker room. 
Uh, how about the, your favorite show that you streamed during quarantine? I rewatched Prison Break. I don't watch Ooh, a lot of shows, a but one. I rewatched Prison Break. Prison Break is good. Prison Break's a good choice. Uh, your football role model when you were growing up. Tough football role model. Um, or like player you modeled your game after. You watched play in the NFL and you were like, oh, I would love to play like that. I used to like LT a lot. LaDainian Thomas. That is not a bad pick. Yeah, Talk yeah. about being able to do yes. it all. Yeah. Great pick. Love that. Uh, Jason, this is one we like to, to ask the football guys. What is one thing that you can do better than the entire receiving core? Uh, so we asked Brian Cobbs this question. Taylor, I think he said he had better hands than anybody. He said he had the uh, best the hands of all group. of you guys. He had the best hands. So I, I don't know, Jay Sean. Uh, <laughs> well, that doesn't hands, sound like you agree I, with I, that. I, I don't, but um, I'd probably say I'm, I'm the better. I, I think I could probably, I can throw, I can play more. I can, I'm more versatile okay. as a football player. I feel like I can play quarterback if they needed me to. I feel like they could throw me a running back. I feel like I could go to tight end and help with the with the tackles with the with the end. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I could probably go to safety. So I feel like I feel like I can play a lot of different positions. So I don't know. I don't know how you word that one. No, well, I know how to word it, Mister Versatility. You're just more versatile than everybody else. That's hey, a good man. quality to have. <laughs> we'll just move you around the field. And the last one, Jay Sean, we ask this to everyone: your favorite place to eat in College Park? Ooh, Marathon Deli. Got to. There it is. There yes, it sir. is. Uh, what's your yes, order? Sir. Chicken, steak, and cheese with just marathon sauce and marathon sauce on the fries. Whew. That is making me very that, That's a man right that now. knows his order. You did not hesitate for a second on that. I love no, that. Question. I love that's that. a sensational answer. Jay Sean Jones, good luck this weekend against Penn State and for the rest of the season. I really appreciate you joining us and uh, much success and health, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank y'all. Back here on Here the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Once again, much thanks to Jay Sean Jones for jumping on with us late after a long day of practice. We, we, he got on with us right before Keith. He said, "How was practice?" He said, "That was a hard one." So, uh, but in good, in good, in good spirits, and yes. good to have him on the show. Um, really, an awesome story. And you hope that he, you know, obviously the beginning of the career was just incredible. I mean, that Texas game, he will always be enshrined in Maryland lore, no matter what he does. He could walk off the team right now, and he will be talked about forever and ever. But you hope that he's able to have the close to the career um, that, you know, helps sort of bookend how amazing that opening was. Good thing he saved those cleats, too. Um, glad, glad, yes. glad to hear that. He's, he's got the cleats from that game uh, somewhere, hopefully safe, uh, in a closet and whatnot. But uh, this Saturday, 3.30 on the Big Ten Network, Maryland versus Penn State in Happy Valley. Taylor, um, I've got some questions here for Terps Game Day. Pick them. Do you want me to run it down with you? Sure. We'll throw in some pictures. Sure. I'll go totally unprepared into this. This will be great. Well, Last week did not did not go so great. Or I'm sorry, two weeks ago when we we <laughs> no one Maryland I needed I needed those I needed those picks for this last weekend. I would have been on yes. fire. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's just hit it right here. Sure. How many passing yards will Maryland throw for versus Penn State? One fifty or less. One fifty one to two hundred. Two hundred one to two fifty, or two fifty one plus. I think they will throw between two hundred one and two fifty. I don't think this is going to be a passing show for Maryland. But I think they're going to need, need to throw because I do think they're going to be behind in this game. Um, 
based on how I think the game will go. So I think they're going to have to throw. And uh, I think they've got the wide receivers to, uh, to beat that Penn State secondary. So I'll, uh, I'll go on a little bit of a high side as really getting a 250 is high for Ballard. Uh, Talia being was the first 300 yard passer in about a decade uh, this weekend. So, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give Talia the benefit of the doubt that he can, he can hop it over 200 yards. Okay. Question two, how many total pass breakups and interceptions from both teams be recorded in this game Four or less <laughs> five to six, seven to eight or nine plus Taylor? or less. And okay. I'm not expanding any farther. Question three, what will be the total <laughs> amount of points scored? By both teams combined in the third quarter, Taylor, seven or less, eight to 14, 15 to 21, or 22 plus? He's thinking. Um, okay. Yeah, that was that was really good radio. Um, what was the third option again? Uh, 15 to 21. 15 to 21. Okay, maybe a couple touchdowns, a little high-scoring third TDs. quarter. Couple a low-scoring third quarter uh, against Minnesota, only 10 yeah. points in that yeah. one, Taylor. But yeah. well, maybe the, 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 the tables turn. Uh, offenses are going to be out. Question four, will Maryland record an offensive play that nets 40 yards or more against the Nittany Lions? You know what? I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say that Talia Tungavailoa finds the finds the five-star freshman, Rakim Jarrett, on a big play this weekend. Ooh, Book I like that. that. I Book like that. that. Uh, and finally, question five, will a field goal of 45-plus yards be successfully converted by either team? Not sure how well you know the Penn State uh, field goal kicking game, but you've got a guy, Joseph Petrino, who's pretty good on the Maryland side. I don't know well, but I can't bet on on two college kickers to kick a 45-yard-plus field goal. Much respect to my man, Joey P. That was a gigantic kick, my man. I, I don't think we've ever spoken, but Joey P., Friday night, big kick. Respect to the kid. He had a tough year last year after a great freshman year. Much respect to the specialists, but I don't see it. I feel like this just feels like a game where there'll be bad weather or not great weather up there in Happy Valley with nobody in that 100,000 seat stadium. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, I don't know nothing about the Penn State kicker. Zero. I know nothing about him. Oh, I did I watch him make one honesty. kick. I did watch him make one kick in the game on Saturday. That's all I got. If you're wondering what Taylor and I are talking about, it's Terps Game Day Pick'em on the One Maryland app. Go to your uh, app store of choice on iOS or Android. Search Maryland Athletics. You can download. You can play on Saturday morning in afternoon leading up to kickoff against the Nittany Lions. You get all five right. There's a prize potentially in your future. There's a yes. Yes, there is. And download the One Maryland app for so many other things. All so much Maryland content on it. Keith is sending push notifications from his app bunker to let you all know breaking news. <laughs> if you wanted to know that Aaron Wiggins was on the, on the uh, Julius Irving, Irving Award, small yes. 40 year watch list, Keith sent that push notification to you immediately when it dropped. You didn't need to see it on Twitter. You didn't need to see it on Facebook, all the stuff I'm doing. You just needed that one Maryland app and you got that right onto your phone to know before all your friends. So you can say, look at Aaron Wiggins. He's going to have a breakout year. And speaking of Aaron Wiggins, we do know that Maryland will play Clemson in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which I'm sure will make Maryland fans incredibly excited. It will not make Maryland fans excited. They want anybody. They want um, more exciting AC matchups. But uh, Clemson's been a solid program at the last few years. Terps will hope to get a win. We are hoping to have a basketball schedule at some point here in the next few weeks. Uh, and then we'll have some basketball to talk about. Women's basketball is going to play in a bubble in Florida, they, they announced today. So it's going to be a wacky, topsy-turvy basketball season as we move through. And we will talk about it all on Here the Turtle. But if you want to know when that schedule drops, you're going to get that push on the one Maryland app. So you better download that thing right now. That's enough for this week of Here the Turtle and me and Keith pushing 
the One Maryland app. <laughs> Follow us on all of our social media channels at Hear the Turtle on Twitter at here the turtle on instagram you can follow keith at sneds 311 right there you can follow me at taylor smythe 10 for all of whatever i'm putting out on twitter probably just promoting the one maryland app and we'll see you you next week we'll see you're welcome i do well do it for you we do it for you we do it for you (laughs) and and the school uh and we'll see you next time on here the turtle presented by toyota go terps